20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh, 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 oh. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Cal. And I'm JB. And this is episode 29. Today, we are talking about sex and swinging faux pas. Faux pas. It's a fun word, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so it's little little quips or socially awkward things in the lifestyle or in just dating, the dating scene in general, that are just weird we wanted to talk about. But first, we'll start off with our lifestyle chat. So we were recently talking about business trips, and Cal doesn't usually go on business trips very often. Uh, I usually go on a couple a year, and I think he's got maybe one or two planned for next year. And we started talking about... Wouldn't it be kind of sexy to give the other person what we're calling a hall pass? Yeah, the business trip hall pass. So we basically agreed that the other person, when they're out on a business trip, has the opportunity to flirt or mingle or pick up somebody at a bar for casual sex. Mm -hmm. There's a few rules I think we've developed behind it. It has to be somebody who's also traveling or somebody who they're not going to have an opportunity to meet with again so that there isn't that, like, you know, chance for a relationship. So uh, sometimes when I travel, for example, I travel to the same location. I travel to another site within the company that I work for. Mm -hmm. So if I were to meet somebody who is local, then I could potentially have sex with the same person multiple times or develop some kind of a relationship. So that's kind of where, um, you know, that rule came from. And then the other rules kind of just revolve around, you know, being safe, using a condom, that sort of thing. And then we also had to talk about what does the other person want to know? Do you want to know about it? Do you want details? Do you not want details? Like, what's what's the rule? I think we differ um, because I don't really – it's not that I don't want to know, but I don't think that you need to tell or that – I'm – I I'm in, I I don't know. I guess I go back and forth because it's a hot story too. It could get you going, but I don't know. I don't know. I want to know. Like if you go and you have sex with somebody else, I want to know about it because it's hot for me to think about. It's a hot scenario of you like pleasing this stranger and you banging this stranger. I want to know about it. But by asking you to tell me, I do take away from your ability to have this dirty little secret. So it's a give and take. But mm-hmm. if you were to do it, I would want to know about it. And I feel like if you were to do it and not tell me because you wanted to have a sexy little secret, it would be just that. You'd be keeping something from me. So now I recognize that there's people out there who would say, go have fun, have sex with someone else, but I don't want to know about it. And I think, you know, maybe they're worried about being jealous or, you know, they just don't want to hear the details. They want to think about it because they weren't there. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, too. I recognize people who, you know, might have that, that uh, um you know, desire, but it's it's a hot fantasy for the both of us fantasy scenario, and just being in the lifestyle, we've opened ourselves up to where we've worked ourselves to where this is a possibility. Before the before we were in the lifestyle, this wouldn't have been oh yeah possible. I mean, it's only we've we've had talks about it, and it's only recently where we are like, yeah, I'm I think we're both okay to where this could happen. Yep. And, and we recognize that it's it's not gonna be an opportunity that would happen frequently. Like we're still we're a full swap couple, but we're still same room because we want to be at parties and enjoying that atmosphere yeah, together. It is and oh, this is kind of dipping our toe into not being in the same room. Well it's not dipping our toe. It's like that it's I mean it's not even you, being in the same if like, you city. do it. I mean just because we're on a business trip doesn't mean the opportunity is gonna come up or Oh yeah, that. I mean the opportunity has to be right. Because, like like I know for me, I'm not gonna go out to a bar by myself and just try to pick up a guy. Like, Number one, one us, it's dangerous for a woman. Neither one of us is that not slutty, but just I don't know, it's it's a little bit like We don't prowl. I even, guess is the thing. Even like, though we're not we've... big into just hitting on random people at bars. I mean, it would happen to have to happen kind of organically. And if you made, if if you happened to, uh, I mean, it, it's 
it's interesting the way that we've set out the rules for this because you know it's something that almost needs to happen organically when yeah. on, a, on a business trip but you don't want it to be with somebody that like neither one of us wants it to be with somebody that works regularly wherever you're going yeah. or so, so like here's a scenario that i could see happening you're at a you're at a business convention and at conventions you regularly see the same people and there's there tends to be an after after convention social hour happy hour where you get uh, the opportunity to get a couple of glasses of beer or a couple of couple of glasses of wine and mingle with other people in your industry and that's an opportunity where I could see this happening where you're you're sitting through a couple of talks throughout the day with some some vendors or you're talking up some people in the industry then you go to a an after conference dinner and you have a couple of drinks and then after the conference you go to a local bar and you have a couple more drinks and one thing leads to another you're staying in the same hotel because you're at the same convention you bang mm-hmm. I could see that happening yeah and I think we say that we're not the... And I don't have any conventions next year, but now that I think about it, I think I'm going to need to go to one. Well, I have a convention next year. Um, well, see, there's your opportunity. But we... But can you flirt without me? Well, that's what that's what I was just about to say, is that I think if we actually wanted to make this happen, I mean, even though we have this where we've agreed to it, if it didn't... And we're not saying it has to happen. It's I don't... Oh, we wouldn't force it. It like... wouldn't force it, but... If 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 you're the one who's on the trip, it might actually. But you you know you know this is this is um, an opportunity or a possibility when you're on your trip. If you actually, it might make you try to be a little more flirtatious or actually step outside mm-hmm. and be a little bit more social because this could happen and yeah. that's a hot scenario and it's it's not really gonna it's not just gonna fall into our laps if if, no. if that's gonna be a scenario that happens you're gonna it's. You know, there's going to be a little bit of effort, yeah. you know. You might click with somebody where it's not that much effort, mm-hmm. but... And thinking about it, I think I would have to play the card of being single. I don't think I would want the person I was with to know that, number one, this was kind of a swinging thing, or number two, I was cheating. I'd kind of... I, I th- think I would play up that I'm single. I'd kind of And I'm about young that. enough that, you know, or, I mean, people could be yeah, divorced or whatever. we're both young enough. I've thought about it. I think you kind of just play it by ear. I think I mean I guess that could get you in trouble if your story doesn't like line up, but I don't know if the scenario is maybe maybe she's already let a, the cat out of the bag that she's married or you know for me the woman mm-hmm. and so she's they have an agreement or, or something then I'd be okay, then I'd feel comfortable saying that but like if she's a single uh, a single person then I probably would go with single but if she's married too and you know you just happen to meet somebody else who has this agreement and they kind of yeah, let the bag I, out I think the chances of that are pretty slim no but... no I agree but. I'm not, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's... Yeah, I agree. You, you play it by ear, but I think more than likely I would play the single card. But it's kind of fun, and you can come up with a different scenario. I mean, I mean, I, I guess if you're at a conference, and you meet this person at a conference, and they kind of know the industry, or at least yeah. s- semi with it, but if if you just happen to be at a bar, and you meet somebody, I mean, you you, you could be anybody you want to for the night. Like, it's kind mm-hmm. of a hot and fun scenario, so that's, that's kind of a big step for us. And making that decision, we had yeah, and we talked about it before, and it's something we've, we just we've a, been like, man, this would be hot if we did this. And it would be, but we never. Had I've a re- fantasized about it, but I've never really asked for permission for well, it because I didn't a, think it would be allowed. We never really had a serious conversation about it. Like we both sort of thought, oh, that'd be hot, but we never actually had a serious conversation mm-hmm. about it. And so it, it actually was a couple months ago now, but we, you know, we were just sitting in the hot tub naked as we tend to do well and, it's a hot tub <laughs> and we were tub just, of hotness and we just talked for a couple hours about how like so we're so if we're both comfortable like, i don't think it was even a couple hours it was a while i mean it was like an hour i mean it was a while we were in the hot tub for a couple hours you want to talk about pruny like <laughs> it's like saggy ball sack but um it's different now when we pack and we're going somewhere solo. You got to pack that. We 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 got to pack condoms. Yeah, I mean, different. I already packed the dildo, so I mean that <laughs> that travels with me anyway. But uh, now now we got to pack the the prophylaxis. So the next thing that we wanted to mention is we set up a phone number. We mentioned this in the last episode, but thought it's since it's new, it's noteworthy to say that we have essentially a swinging around answering machine. You can call us at four one five seven swing seven. And leave us a message. So it, it's a great opportunity for you to call in, leave your comments, uh, ask us a question, and we'll play it over the air and answer your question. Mm-hmm. This is just some fun in- interactivity with, with us and the listeners. It's a little bit more personal than just reading an email. Mm-hmm. And you get to hear your awesome voicemail read out on the air or, you know, played on the air. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'd be fun. So, again, that's 415-7-SWING-7. 
And another thing that we'd like to talk about is we'd like to get a little bit more action on the comments section in our blog or and or on Facebook. So we want we get a lot of interaction with with listeners and we're always asking for more interaction with you guys, more emails. But we thought it would be nice for you guys to start to get to know one another and have listeners be friends with other listeners. So a good way to do that would be to start leaving some comments in the comment section on our blog, and you can use that as an opportunity to start to chat about the episodes, chat with one another, maybe find other people in your area who are listeners of the show. And you can do the same thing on Facebook, get to know other listeners. We thought it would just be a good opportunity. So utilize those forums and let us be your little hookup go-betweens. Yeah, definitely. We Oh, doing it again. I'm using definitely again. Ah. <laughs> That definitely this thing. I just now I need to be. Now you're I, aware of it, though. I need to be so, aware and not and cut for that listeners out. who don't know what we're talking about. In the last episode, Cal had a spew of definitely so much <laughs> so it was like you were watching Rain Man. <laughs> so let's move on to our main topic today. So the topic is swinging faux pas and just like dating or sex faux pas. And what brought this up was we were at a party. And there was kind of a little bit of awkwardness that happened at the party. And at the time, it was awkward. And then afterwards, we were talking about it, and it just seemed even more awkward. And and I'll get into details about what it is I'm talking about. But it just got me thinking about different faux pas and what are some kind of, like, social no-nos that uh, you should avoid in the lifestyle. So the first thing I did was I Wikipedia'd faux pas. And the Wikipedia definition of a faux pas is a socially awkward or tactless act, especially one that violates accepted social norms, standard customs, or the rules of etiquette. So in this case, it would be uh, a behavior that violates some of the social lifestyle norms. And we've talked about those social norms before. So anything that might violate some of those written or unwritten social norms at parties or just through email and whatnot. So... When I got to thinking about what some of these social norms are, I realized that they're, they're kind of categorically linked back to the person who's committing them probably just doesn't have enough information or they're making assumptions about the lifestyle. So they're assuming that they know what they're doing or they're assuming something about you or the person you're with, and then that leads to the sopa, the faux pas. The sopa. The sopa. The sopa. The sopa. I don't know where that came from. Um, so I kind of... I came up with little names for these. Maybe I thought I was being witty at the time. You might not think that I'm being witty now, but just bear with me in my attempt at wit. So this first faux pas that I want to talk about, I call the Me Too. And so that's assuming that if you have a mutual friend, you can therefore play with any of your friend's friends. So here's an example. You are in a hotel room playing with a couple that you know and you're friends with. And they have a mutual, they have a friend whom you don't know, also in the room. That friend thinks that it's okay to play with you because they know the person in the middle. Mm-hmm. You following me? Am I saying, you know? Yeah, I mean, so, we've, we've had that scenario happen. Yeah, and that's exactly the, the scenario that, that I mean, brought up the faux pas episode. It, so it divulged, I mean, we had that happen at the uh, Halloween party. Exactly, That yeah. was the, the most recent Halloween party we just attended this year, and that was the catalyst for this episode. We were in a hotel room and we were having fun and there was an individual there who yeah we were having fun with two couples whom we knew and we were playing with them they knew we knew both of them so the four of them we knew they knew us all six of us knew each other and we were all playing together this fun little bundle of people and there was and there was a um an individual there who we had never met and i'm actually not even sure how he knew the other individuals yeah i don't know his connection we never got around to figuring out his connection but there was another individual in the room who we had just never met and we were playing and so he kind of just jumped in with you and didn't ask he he wasn't you you didn't think he was too bad looking so you know you rolled with it you actually played with him but then afterwards you know you think you know you have you know you think about it well that wasn't the only full pile of the night with with that particular individual either so it was just all around an awkward situation but well, I mean, we. I mean, I guess what it gets down to is though you can't assume because you have a mutual friend that it's okay to play. If you don't know the other person, even if you guys know somebody else in between, you you need to at least ask or get to know them or whatever. I 
You know, like you and I would never assume that because you're friends with some of our friends, we can play with you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you should ever really assume that you're going to play with anybody anyways. Even if you are friends. I think that you should, you, you should always ask and get permission and... I mean, for me, anytime you get sex, you should be. You should, anytime there's an opportunity for sex, you should be happy and thankful. Although, and never assume that you're getting sex. No, it should no. always be a surprise. Like, ooh, I'm getting sex tonight. <laughs> well, maybe not with your partner, but <laughs> with everybody else, it should always be a pleasant surprise. Although there is, I will uh, say that there is sort of a, a line. There is sort of a fine line where I think there's individuals in the lifestyle who have the mindset ask for every little tiny thing. Because it's respectful, and while I I think we both agree with that, there is the sometimes asking you're too much asking too much. I sometimes, agree. Sometimes, if it's clear that everybody's playing, and if you've already maybe kissed a person, or I don't know, there's just I don't want to sound because anything. Well, any maybe example, you need like, to ask in broad in broadness, like can, ask, "Can we play together?" Yeah, and not be like, "Can I? Can I kiss you?" Yeah, once you can started, I touch your breast, once you start, I touch your vagina, the, like yeah, because we have. I remember being at a party once, and we you had already been playing with a guy for I think you had been kissing or whatever, but then he was asking for every little step along the way, mm-hmm. and wow, and it was a little bit of a turn off. Yeah. But I have to recognize too you that there's, there's there's people who want that because they might I don't know so it it, it is yeah a... so it might be in the initial rule discussion just say we're soft swap we do everything but this anything in between is good let's yeah. go yeah there there's gray areas because there's sometimes you know you can ask too much and come and yeah. it's you it's a mood killer it might come down to experience if you're with a new couple i think you need to you might want to ask a little bit more for comfort than if you're with an experienced couple but i i don't think i will say this i don't think you should assume that you can just stick your cock in somebody's face if they're on a bed or oh yeah that I, happened like bam cock in face like i think and not only did it go like i'm going to put my cock in your face and I started to blow the guy, and that was fine. But then it turned into, I'm going to fuck your face, and that was not cool with me. No. And so I, I guess where I'm going with this is, is you know, even for a guy, too, if a girl is laying there don't just and you're in a room, don't just assume you can eat her out. But I, I do recognize that maybe there's ways to ask without actually, I think, verbally taking the time yeah. to stop and kill the mood. Whereas maybe if you start touching an arm, you know, an arm's pretty pretty in, in innocuous to, to touch an arm mm-hmm. i mean but and but creep then, your way in kind of and you kind of feel out the situation but then i also recognize there's going to be you you know that you know you could very easily and very quickly overstep your boundaries and so you kind of yeah gotta, you gotta feel out the and people some you're people with. might not readily tell you if they're uncomfortable and feel out you gotta feel out the scenario try to always be respectful take cues from the room but don't you know there, you know, there's all these different things to consider, yeah. and not everybody is perfect. You know, it's it's you're gonna make a mistake. I mean, it's gonna happen. But in this case, it's the the don't just assume that you can do something. Yeah, so, don't don't assume. That actually gets to the next faux pas, which I called the ask for forgiveness, not for permission. And so that's the you know what you're doing might not quite be within the boundaries, but you're gonna push for it anyway. And wait till they tell you no. Well, then you get the people like you who are like, well, there's a cock in my face. I'm going to suck it. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> no, and, but. And then I ended up being okay with it until it went to the fo- the face fuck. Yeah, yeah. But. And it I wasn't mean... even that great of a cock either. Right? That's always unfortunate. <laughs> like, the better looking the cock, the more likely I am to blow it. Just, you know, just throwing it out there. <laughs> it was an okay cock. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like cock, but. <laughs> Uh, I, know, I just wasn't expecting that divulgence. Uh, <laughs> I think I just made Cal speechless for the first time in his life. But um, it doesn't happen. Well, no, I guess not. But yeah, I mean, I think I think just because of the you know the the male female difference, I think ma- you know I think men are going to be much more likely to you know be the you know I'm going to go until I'm I'm stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go and you know. Say I'm sorry I don't know. Later. There's a lot of women who are yeah, pretty pushy. There's a lot of in forward women too. in the you know. Yeah, not pushy forward. That's a better word. I mean, again, we, you know, it, it, you actually, you know, at the last Halloween party, you had a woman who came up and just, just 
grabbed you and kissed you without and yeah well to be fair i knew her yeah it wasn't somebody i didn't know but it's the ask for uh, yeah i mean just like you said the the ask for forgiveness not not permission and i've never told her that i'm not into girls so you know (laughs) that that's one that i've just kind of realized that's that's, how she says hello that's on you (laughs) that's on me that's my own like the first time she did it i didn't say anything she's continued to do it that's a good example actually the first time she kissed me i didn't tell her not to every time she sees me she kisses me now well, and yeah. And now I just roll with it. You kind of got to put it, like, if you don't, you know, yeah, after the first time, I, I put the blame on you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I guess the thing is, if you're a girl who's not into girls, you got to learn to deal with a girl kissing you. And I can. That's fine. A kiss is a kiss, but I'm not going to eat puss. No, but. I'm not, like, fish tacos, I make it home for dinner. I don't eat them off other women. But you, but we well, we said that a mouth is a mouth, you'll let, a, you'll let another woman eat you out. Yeah. Although well, it hasn't happened yet, and I would love to watch it. There's been another woman who's, like, played with my clit while you ate me out. That's happened. Yeah, but there, I would, I would, just because you've said yourself, a mouth is a mouth, and a woman can eat me out if she wants, I would love to watch that. I The thing about it, though, is... I should actively try to make that happen. The, the hard <laughs> thing about making that happen is I am not going to reciprocate. And well, I think you don't want to be the selfish lover and be like, eat me out, ho, but you, you ain't getting it from me. Like, usually if there's, you know, a foursome going suddenly on. Suddenly I turned into this, like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> weird pimp guy. <laughs> but usually if there's a foursome going on, there's, there's, if it's two, if it's two couples, there's probably two guys in the room who will no, have no problem eating that, eating the other person out, you know? Yeah, I mean, we just, we tend to, because I'm not bisexual or bicurious, we tend to gravitate to couples where the other woman is also not bisexual or bicurious, so as to not disappoint well, her. Well, no, I don't, so, I don't think that that's, I'm, I'm not, well, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true, but I think that we, we have had, we have played with couples where the woman is bisexual or we have would play with you know but i don't touch her with a 10-foot pole no no but um if you were to back i'll touch her with a 10-foot pole i'll take a 10-foot pole (laughs) no but i mean if there's a little caressing like like you don't like shy away you're not like no 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 i don't you know but because that would be a turn off too i but i mean i don't but women aren't my turn on you are a, a straight woman in a lifestyle where a lot of women at least Maybe it just feel pressure. I do wonder, like... It's Are a, women really that bi-curious? It's an interesting... Or is it that society... I mean, maybe you're the odd one, and maybe... And by society, you mean the lifestyle. No, no, no. I mean, I mean maybe society in general. Like, maybe... Because I have heard the argument... Um, I think it was on another podcast a while back. I, I have heard the argument that given when you're... Given the opportunity to be in a scenario where it's not considered weird to explore your sexuality that you know just like the kinsey scale everybody it it, it isn't straight or homosexual that everybody falls somewhere and everybody is um and i'm not saying this as eloquently as it was i think it was an early episode of sex is fun Mm -hmm. um way back so that was you know that was a while ago but i remember i i I think they talked about that when you're in a scenario that's more accepting of experimentation and playing then people are more more willing to, more willing to well, do it that makes sense and so that's exactly what the swinging lifestyle is unfortunately that, for women for yeah, men saying, for men that's not the case and exactly. I'd, like, I'd like to see some of that well we have heard it's been no secret that i watch gay porn we have heard rumblings of a party that um where that's true we have yeah bisexuality in males is um accepted so mm-hmm. we, I, I mean, we can check it out. Not, to, I mean, I'm not gonna do anything, but yeah, I like you being alpha male. I like you being the man, and I wouldn't want to see you dominated in any way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see. But that. you have so... said, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be comfortable with this. But you have said that you wouldn't mind, like if if another guy was like, like if I was still the dominant role, but another guy was, you know, taking was blowing me or doing like like a yeah a, yeah but you a, have, a submissive role but yes, i still don't think i'm comfortable with that yeah and that's um, fine and i wouldn't i wouldn't like i would be fine watching other males be sexual with each other i wouldn't have to see you in that role mm-hmm. so like if you're not comfortable with it i'm okay with that but i if you were comfortable with if you wanted to seek out some kind of homosexual erotic behavior i I would not want to see you in a submissive role. And so, like, if that's something that you wanted, it's something that I think I'd ask you to do on your own. So, but you don't want that. No, so. no. 
So let's see, what's the next faux pas? This one I call the silent no. And that's if you get email from a couple uh, on like a um, swinging profile like SLS asking you or saying, hey, you look like a good couple, you, we'd like to be friends, and then they just don't respond. In my head, I think that's kind of rude. No, I mean, it definitely is. I think I think just taking the time to say, um, and I mean, I have a pretty much a canned response that I'll um that i'll say this always the same time mm-hmm. you know now i don't and... know if that follows the faux pas definition as a socially awkward or tactless act maybe it's a little tacky well it's tactless i would say yeah although i i do want to discuss maybe take a moment to discuss along those lines i do want to bring up a interesting scenario though where i don't want us to fall into being tactless but what happens we we talked about last time that we are we signed up for Cassidy, mm-hmm. and we really like it. There's not enough people in our area, though, and so that's a little disappointing. Yeah. But there's the function where you can f- send a friend request. Yeah, it's kind of like on and, Facebook. Yeah, unlike Swing Lifestyle, where you just friend a couple, and it sort of just lets you know when they're online and mm-hmm. lets you keep track of them. Cassidy is much more like a social network in that you send a friend request, you get notified, like the person who's getting asked to for the friend request gets notified and yeah. everybody's aware that hey i sent you a friend request yeah and so in this case so you get what do to you accept do, or deny what do you do if you don't want to be friends with or if you don't know like for we've had a few instances where we get an email or a notification like you have a friend request but it's like i don't even know you and do you is does that warrant a response do you need a response because it isn't an email where they're saying hi and that it's rude to, I mean, that, that's yeah. it. I mean, I guess if, if it's your personal profile and you don't know somebody, I think it's your prerogative to be like, well, you know, I don't know you, so I don't really want to say that I'm friends with you because that's, it's not true. Now, at the, on the flip side, if a uh, profile is set up for someone's social network for like a podcast or something like that, then being friends with somebody is really just indicating that you know, people are fans of the show or something Well, we're not like set up like, well, you mean on Facebook. Like, yeah, because yeah. we have a Facebook page. But on swinging websites, we actually, we there are personal profiles. Mm-hmm. And that's only recently come up because Cassidy has that feature where y- you have to accept a friend request. And if I don't know you, I don't really, and there, I don't think you can respond and say, and decline and say, I don't know you. Um, I don't I'm not sure. I, I yeah, just, we might have to figure out that whole I just wanted thing. to see if that, like, warrants a response or if just ignoring a friend request is, you know, acceptable on that. Well, to avenue. me, a friend request is just, like, it's a simple click of a button versus taking the time to send an email. So yeah. I don't I don't know that denying a friend request needs a, an email response. I mean, people clearly know if they know you or not, like, you know. Well, but what if you don't decline? What if you just ignore it altogether? I mean, I guess that means it's just sitting in the ether. Yeah, and might be better to do you, that. Than... You probably should. Well, I was gonna say maybe you probably should actually decline so that they know. But my thought is, is well, if you don't decline, then it's just kind of sitting there, and they're like, well, maybe they just haven't got to it yet. But if you decline, then clearly you're saying I don't want to be friends with you. Yeah, and so it's kind of a weird like that's that, a touchy situation. That is a little different of a scenario. Um, mm-hmm. But going back to the to the silent no emails. You should you should definitely respond to. It's just rude to not respond. I so, agree. Well, of course you you well, created the full pie. I did. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> so is true. I'm glad you I agree. It's it's frustrating if you see a couple that you're interested in and you send them an email that you're interested in and you just don't get a response. Now I, I recognize that there are people who don't check their profiles very often, and so they might not respond for several days or several weeks. But at least put together, cobble together something. So the the next faux pas I have is called. The crossed fingers, and I, I, I call it that because it's emailing someone when you're interested, knowing that you don't meet what their requirements are. So it's like you're crossing your fingers and hoping for the best that they're going to be interested in you anyway. Yeah, this one I'm conflicted on because on one hand... Well, the, re- the reason I put this on there is because I got annoyed that we had... What did we have? We had something very specific on our... Oh, our profile specifically says that if you're going to get in touch with us, we we want to make sure that you have pictures. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we need to see pictures. We, we, and it's not because we're superficial. It's because we want to look for chemistry. Like, well, no. we're, we're attracted to certain things. Well, no, no, no. We're more specific than that. I mean, we've talked about this. We actually just talked about that last episode where we require... We say that one of our requirements in our profile before you contact us is have face pictures. It isn't just pictures. It's face pictures. Mm-hmm. And... 
you know, we've had the debate before putting pictures on your or putting face pictures on your profile or not. Yeah, and but, it's like, well, if you don't want to, you can always send them to us personally. That's but I'm never going to play with like I'm never going to play with you or even consider a meetup if we can't there has to be an initial physical attraction or something that intrigues us mm-hmm. and we need to see face pics and so that's one of our things is either have face pics available on your on your profile, upload them, email them to us if we after we give you our email or give us well no actually our we want you to have face pics before you even email us and or you so, can put them in the email I suppose yeah or open them up because on SLS you can have um you you can have albums picture albums that you can't view unless you give people access and so mm-hmm. that's one of our things is we require seeing face pictures and but we'll but we'll get emails of people that we, we we don't see their face pictures or the guy is not in the profile mm-hmm. and and so that's why i call it the cross fingers it's like uh we either number one didn't bother to read what you have it in your profile or number two we didn't care and well, I, don't, I don't like that it just it frustrates me it frustrates me but actually i didn't get to i said i was conflicted and i and i actually didn't talk about the other side of the the, the other side which is you never like what if what if you know, you don't meet the criteria, but you just happen to... There's something about that profile that kind of sparks your interest, yeah, and so... I agree with that. It's it's like, when you're applying for a job, they always say, even if you feel like you're underqualified for a position, apply for it anyway. Like, what does it hurt? What What's the hurt? I mean, the, the, the hurt is annoyance for us or other couples where yeah, they get so... emails about... I mean, because you see that on people's profiles, like... Don't email us if you don't have X, Y, or Z. Or so I guess this is is it's a gray area faux pas because I think in some cases like the not having pictures like you're clearly just choosing not to do that versus if you see a profile that you're interested in and let's say they say well we are full swap and full swap only that might be something that they're willing to be do have a concession on. But, but if it a... goes if it's in the reverse where they're like we're soft swap and you want to full swap with them then you know they might not be willing to change. But you're taking a risk and. You're you're taking a risk throwing that out there, although I guess you could argue you know going to, I th- I think it's the game theory from economics like I mean what is the what is the risk when you send an email the risk is that they delete your email and you, you never hear from them again. What was well, the, and there's there's an opportunity the risk... cost for that too because you spent the time actually writing the email. Yeah, and... but if you didn't spend much time, then the risk is actually incredibly low where it. You know, I guess it's worth, you know, maybe it's worthwhile, but it still is very annoying to us when we get emails that don't yeah. have face pictures. Are we or... sounding elitist? I hope not. No, no. I, I I, mean, I guess. So I agree with you that this this is, it may or may not be a faux pas. It's kind of in the middle. You know, well, I think it depends on what it is that you're crossing your fingers and hoping for the best on. Well, I, I like guess. What it, it is about a profile are you ignoring? I guess it is good to recognize things that are faux pas for us, other people could have no problem with, or things that we are, you know, I mentioned earlier that me um the i don't remember if it was the ask the say you're sorry versus asking permission or whatever were mm-hmm. you know i said fill out the room and maybe you could do a silent asking which is you know kind of maybe touching the arm and trying to feel out the other person's interest mm-hmm. but there's i guarantee there's people who that is a faux pas for sure yeah. and so you know their my opinion on that could be wrong but well, I, it's an opinion by nature it can't be wrong well yeah but I I hope we're not sounding elitist, and these are our opinions on faux pas, and we even are conflicted where some are faux pas, but... Well, that's why it's interesting to talk about, because they're things that we think may be allowed, maybe they're not, though, not allowed. Like, that's why we talk about them and see... Well, it's good discussion. Throw it out I, there. You know, it's, it's definitely a good discussion. So the, the next one that I have, I called the stalker, and that's basically just stalking people, like like being a lurker, sending multiple emails to someone... Uh, if they don't respond, like continuing to send them emails. Yeah, and as the person who's who does most of the most of the website maintenance, it's annoying more than anything. Where you know you've a couple's emailed you and you weren't interested, and so you emailed them and said thank you, but we're not we we don't think we're going to be compatible. Mm-hmm. Or and then you know three four months go by and they email you and it's and they. I, Sometimes I've got it where it's almost you think like... they don't realize that they already emailed you and you already turned them down? Yeah, yeah I think it's where they're just, you know, casting... They're, they're their, casting a wide net. They're casting that net again, but it's like, come on, you already you already yeah. emailed and you don't fit the criteria to begin with, and... Yeah, that's not so much the stalker as that's... I would call that more the fisherman. I guess, but... I mean, unless you're like... 
legally like having somebody stalking you like you don't yeah. really have it's, no, it's, it's gonna be more of the fisherman style anyways yeah. um so that that one yeah that not really much to talk about for that one and then how about the all about me and this is just the being selfish in a swinging scenario to the point where you actually might even ruin the scenario for other people and the example that i'm thinking of is a recent party where we heard about um some people who decided to use some illicit drugs and ended up causing some problems at the party for other people who were there. Oh, yeah. It was actually one of the major hotel parties that was around yep. here. Now, we weren't there, so we've only no, yeah. heard details so only... through the grapevine. This is hearsay at best. So... But, but still, the the it's honestly, I mean, even if, it, even if this isn't true of this particular case, it, let's say... It's you, a faux pas in general. Yeah, faux pas in general. You're, you you ruin other people's times where you don't care that the rule for the hotel the hotels hotels set rules for hotels a reason. set rules and if you clearly break those for instance no smoking but if you not 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 only do you smoke in your room but you the this particular story for this party you disengage the smoke alarms and you're smoking marijuana or I'm not sure exactly what what was being smoked because again this is through the grapevine yep but you know, you set off the alarms, the police are called, the parties, the parties the shut down. The mojo for the party gets the party shut, shut down. The I, I would think even the future of the party at that particular location could be questioned. Yeah, it could like, be brought into question. So, so you, many different things that come into play. And I guess, I'm not, so a hotel situation, it really is clear how that is a, where that comes into play, where be respectful mm -hmm. because if you ruin everybody else's experience, you know, that's just going to suck. But is there a, what would be the scenario where that could be the case, you know, in a group scenario? Well, I'm thinking if you're the kind of person who's all about me, meaning you're happy playing until you come, but that's the end of the play session. Or you then. never reciprocate. You never reciprocate. Oral, yeah. or you never reciprocate anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's just a sex... Or just not not even things that's like not not sharing, not sharing a bed space or not sharing the whatever location it is that you're playing or making room for other people or just, you know, kind of being self-centered, I think is really what it comes down that's, to. Yeah, that's just a sex faux pas in general. Yeah. That you need to be considerate Yep. Uh, when and it comes to sex. I don't and... see it very often in the lifestyle, but you do see it mm -hmm. every now and then. But it, I feel like in general, people are respectful mm -hmm. for the golden rule. Uh, this is a big one. The next one, it's called. I called it the the oops I didn't know. Tee hee hee. This is the you set up your rules with the person ahead of time, but then they pretend like they didn't realize they were violating a rule. And I'm I'm specifically referring to an incident that some of our friends told us about, where they've um, had a person the they were soft swap only. The couple that's friends of ours is full swap, that they were playing with a soft swap only couple. And while they were playing, the woman accidentally, and I say that in quotes, slipped in the penis of the person she was playing with, even though she had already said at the beginning, I'm soft swap only. So clearly her and her man weren't on the same page if they had agreed to soft swap, but then she slipped him in. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's an excellent and, point. And that was me. a big, big no-no because our friend who's the guy was like, hey, wait, you know, if you guys had said full swap, we'd be... You know, we'd be all about having sex with you, but you said soft swap, and then all of a sudden you put me in, and that's not what we agreed to in the beginning. Like, you know, your man hadn't agreed to that. And so the, the oops, I didn't know. It's, you know, if, if you set up a rule and you intend to break it, make it clear, okay, we're going to break this rule. Or ask, can we break, the, if it's your own rule and you're going to break it, at least acknowledge that you're breaking your own rule. But don't break someone else's rule. Yeah, the I mean that brings up a good point. The, a faux pas like between between couple or between the individuals in a couple faux pas where you knowingly break a rule or you know that your partner wouldn't be comfortable with something and so you do it and maybe you're in a scenario where you think you're gonna get away with it. We've been in a scenario where the one person in the couple the the main sex session was over and the one person in the couple that we were playing with fell asleep and the male tried to get you to do some stuff that he knows his his girl wouldn't have been comfortable with exactly were she actually awake yep. and there was a bad had been drinking so she was pretty much asleep and just trying to get so i mean that's that's a huge faux pas yeah and that was like going behind the back of it his, puts his partner while she was sleeping 
But that was ridiculously awkward. But breaking the rules between between the, the individuals in a, in a couple is a, that, that one's actually huge. It's because that's those are the ones. These other ones, yeah, they're faux pas. Those are awkward. Or, but that you know, one but is like that a, one's a that's a relationship breaking thing. one. Potentially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's not just a faux pas. I mean, that that's a big. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess faux pas usually uh, implies like, like not little, the biggest deal. Yeah, um, exactly. So what's this one? This one, I see the eager beaver. What's that? That's, you're so horny, you just skip any playing or flirting or foreplay, and you're just like, let's bang. You make the assumption that because you're a swinger, you're easy. And I've heard people mention this before at different clubs or whatever, that sometimes by saying that you're in the lifestyle, there are people who assume that you're a slut. And that's not the case. Like, just because you're a swinger, you're in the lifestyle, doesn't mean it's for sure a done deal that you're going to have sex. And we've come across a couple of couples that, you know, you start to have an email chat with them and you're going back and forth in email and they want to meet up, but you know, like just based on the tone of their email, they only want to meet up because they fully intend on having sex with you that night. Like, bam, we're going to have sex. Mm -hmm. And that's the expectation. So that's why I call it the eager beaver because it's the expectation that you're going to have sex and you might just try and skip right to it without the flirting and the foreplay and the you know the opportunity to really get a good um, chemistry going. Well, and that's what really revs a person. A lot of times, the, a woman needs to be there needs to be some good flirtation to really get a woman revved. A lot of times, and yep, I need uh, some revving. And I found you know I need that too. Uh, yeah, you know, so so yeah, that's you know just getting. Getting ahead of yourselves and, you know, skipping the important stuff, which, again, is just a general sex one, too, which mm-hmm. is skipping the foreplay, which, which which is what a lot of guys, you know, get in trouble for doing. Yep. And, you know, that's important. It's important in a swinging scenario as well to mm-hmm. get everybody lubricated and, and ready to go and slippery and wet and ready and, ready for some fun. Yeah. So this last one that's kind of a swinging faux pas that I have here is the bait and switch. We've talked about this before, and that's just... You bait people in, you reel them in with something really hot, and then come to find out it wasn't real. So pictures of you from 15 years ago, pictures of the woman when the man is no not pictured because maybe he's there's he's not so attractive. He's, or, over, he's, he's overweight. He's overweight. Well, or... not that overweight can be attractive, but it's there's something that's not attractive that you know could potentially not be attractive. There was one couple that we spent quite a bit of time talking to, getting to know. Um, we were just about to the point where we were going to set up uh, some time to meet with them. And then we found out that they were herpes positive. Yeah. And they yeah. would only play with herpes positive people. I Could mean, have told us that from the beginning. I mean, not even, not even to go that extreme. Just the the age and the weight. Like, if, yes, there's bigger people are can be definitely attractive for sure absolutely there isn't a question about that i actually i like all ages all races all sizes you will find someone be honest like don't think that you're you have a a really fit person on who you know one half of the couple is is a certain way i'm not going to say you know how whatever it is a certain way and then you choose not to show the other half yeah and then or you have outdated pictures where we hear that all the time, mm-hmm. and we haven't really encountered that too much. No, we haven't, has, but we've but heard about we it. We hear from it other all couples. the time about where outdated pictures is a huge problem. Yep. Where you do, you know, you don't even look like what you look like in your pictures, and you're putting out the best. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying. Yeah, know, it's it. It truly is the bait and switch where you think if you know I, you know, they were intrigued by the profile. I got them in the room, so they're just going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. And, and it could bait and switch doesn't have to be physical appearance either. I mean, we're kind of well, focusing no. on physical, but it could also be like we're into doing this one thing, and then just well, kidding, yeah, we're not. Be, it like, could be anything. It could be we don't, or we're into this, and you're not, or we're yeah. into this. We're we're what just not representing yourself accurately mm-hmm. is anything outside of that is you know a bait and switch, yeah. and that's in in a community where it's where it's all about compatibility Mm -hmm. trying to knowingly deceive or leave certain things out is just well it's disrespectful it's a little disrespectful dishonest and it's not gonna it's not gonna benefit you in the long run no No. people it's no nobody's gonna want to play with you if somebody's getting to 
with you or meeting up because of a certain attribute that they think you have yeah whatever that attribute is and that's it's false advertising yep. and yeah and it might be that oh we'll bait them in like they'll think that we're hot and then once we already meet they'll be like well f it we're here might as well have sex with them even though they don't look like what they planned on yeah that's what i was saying like 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 well they're in the room so i've already taken you know i've got them in the room i've done the, the hard, hard part's the, over the leg works over now yeah and so yeah just just and re- hopefully the, the couples that have been baited don't uh aren't you know don't give in and just allow it to work you know because mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. would stop doing the bait and switch if it wasn't successful so yeah. so then while we're since i was thinking about faux pas when i was kind of prepping for this episode i did a little google search for just dating and sex faux pas and there's this website out there called askmen.com i think it's actually a beta version like it's just starting up and they had a website no, they're not just <laughs> isn't it well it's no, a beta it's been, it's been around website. a long time well actually. the beta it said beta so i don't know but <laughs> Anyway, they they had a, a list of some of the faux pas that they had, and we don't have to talk about these in detail, but I thought it might be interesting just to mention some of them. Um, there's fishing, which is just being hypercritical of yourself, where you know clearly you're looking for a compliment, and that's just kind of annoying. Where I mean, it's it's clear to everybody when you're fishing for a compliment, or yeah. just being hypercritical in general. Well, the one you have here, I think, is definitely. A good one, which is not cleaning up or doing the landscaping before playing or just yeah. not being hygienic. And mm-hmm. a lot – I mean, I think it's it's generally accepted now that there's a, you know there's hair grooming that goes on. And For we're, men we're, and women. We're not living in an age where rocking out all yeah. the hair is usually the typical thing. Now, I'm not saying you have to clean up. Yeah, some up, people like some bush. But whatever maintenance you – should, Whatever style you want to rock, make just, sure you're Just don't be it. lazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. If if you actually want to be somebody who wants to trim up shop, but you are just lazy and don't get around to doing it. Yeah. I yep. mean, if you're somebody who likes um, the hair downstairs, but then then that's fine, too. I'm yeah. not saying it needs to make be. Make sure but, you give it a good little shampoo. But just don't be lazy. If, um, yeah. So and, it... and be hy- hy- hygienic. I mean, mm-hmm. taking out the pubic hair, which is you know can, can be controversial whether you want it or not. I mean, there are certain things. I mean... You know, make sure you smell good yeah. and make sure and you Now, are that can clean be difficult if you're at a party and you've been dancing and sweating and whatnot. I mean, there's, well, I there's certain exceptions. Everybody but... recognizes that, though, yeah. um, but that people have been, you know, are going to be sweaty. But don't well, you start could off... always go and freshen up. But but don't start off the night disgusting. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's, there's also the giving too much information, divulging too much about yourself. You know, I mean, there, there's certain... Uh, ways to have interesting and sexy conversation. Like when you're meeting up with a couple, you want the conversation to be sexy and you want it to be fun and you want it to be interesting. You don't want this, the conversation to be all about someone's medical history or all about, you know, Debbie Downer kind of thing. Like keep the conversation light, keep it flirtatious. Mm-hmm. So being being too personal is considered, was a faux pas on askmen.com. They also had dressing inappropriately and we don't need to go into detail on that because we've talked about dressing inappropriately a lot um texting watching tv or being distracted while on a date i think all of those are kind of givens too and then they also mentioned being wishy-washy about meeting up for times and dates so you're trying to figure out where do you want to go where do you want to meet and the other couple's like oh i don't know i don't care and so yeah. that puts all the burden on you that to, that, that is a, a definitely an, an annoying one um, yep. And then the the last one is using taboo topics of discussion. So politics, religion, or other things that are controversial don't make for sexy talk. Now, some couples might like that. It might help you, you know, maybe you want to have a uh, academic conversation with the other couple that you're getting to know before you have sex with them. Maybe you want that, in which case then it's obviously not a, ta- not a taboo or not a faux pas, but, you know, you, you got to be careful when you're meeting people for the first time not to... Or even just second or third yeah. or fourth time, you don't want to offend anybody. I guess in general, I mean, you can. You don't want to walk in eggshells either. You can pretty much sum up all of these faux pas with, not all of them, but most of them just come down to respect, respect, yeah. respect the people, respect your spouse, respect the people you're going to be playing with, respect the people at the venue where you're at, respect the venue that's holding the party that you're at. Just, res- yeah. just respect in general mm-hmm. and. You follow that, and you should be R E S P C T. I know what it means to me. And then, like we said before, everybody's faux pas is somebody else's. I don't know. Go pa. Or, or that it's not yeah, every. It's, it's not everything's a faux pas. Not everything's and, a faux pas for everybody. It's, we're even on the fence on some of these. So. Exactly, but they make good for for good debating. 
Um, Absolutely. So I guess with that, we'll move on. We have some sex in the news. All right. Give us the news, Cal. Uh, all the American troops pulling out help the situation. Oh, no. So if you think you're going to, you want the money shot of them with their arms in the air, you're going to get it. It's in both of their self-interest right now. Did you say the money shot? Yeah. The money shot, you know, yeah. And Belinda, I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive. Well, Mark, you would know about that. Just a couple of quick, we haven't done text the news in a little while, and there hasn't really been any big advancements or, or you know any big stories that i want to talk about but there's just a couple that are fun there um mm-hmm. well not well one's not fun <laughs> well there has been a little bit of talk about if you remember back when we first started doing the podcast about the uh condom law oh yeah there's there's been some developments i haven't in that. done my we research won't, we won't that. get into it but there has maybe, been some maybe research, next time there has been some movement again to require condom use um and even further restrictions on porn which that'd be a good one to actually do some research on and mm-hmm. being able to talk about it. Yep. Um, so what and, articles do you got planned for us? Um, the first one is for all the guys out there. and all, Well, all the women too. No, I'm just <laughs> joking. Um, there's a article that, there was an article that came out that breast implants may improve women's sex lives. Go figure. Um, Men get more fun bags. Women, women uh, therefore, get more sex. Well... No, no, no. It improved their satisfaction. The article oh, okay. talked about um, breast implants improves the women's sex lives in meaning their satisfaction of their sex lives. Nice. Now, there was some the there were some caveats to that. So the the first is that well, yes, it found that women who received um, breast implants. I don't have the specifics of this study with the university it was it was conducted at, but I think it was a sample size of 50 or so women, and they were given questionnaires before they had their breast implants about their sex life and other various questions, and then they took it later after they had their breast implants, and they had resumed their ha- having sex, and it found that their sex, their sexual satisfaction was increased. I wonder if that's because their partner was more sexually attracted to them. Well, they they attributed it to um, just their confidence. A woman's confidence okay, has yeah. gone up, and so she feels more confident. Confidence She's, is a big part of she sex. She she feels sexier, mm-hmm. and and a woman woman for women orgasm and sexual pleasure is very much tied to their mental well-being. So if mentally you're more into it and you're more confident in yourself, I could definitely see how that would link to increased sexual pleasure. So I thought that was that was kind of a fun one cuz the 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 debate between like breast implants, I don't know, it's 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 always uh, inter- it always makes for interesting conversation. The mm-hmm. the one thing I do want to say though is that they found that women who there was not that increase in satisfaction for women who had stretch marks due to their um, breast implants. Some oh, women, because they were maybe dissatisfied. Some with the women way that actually, some women, even though they had their the breast implants done, it and the article didn't talk about whether or not it was botched, and so it was a mistake that they had stretch yeah. marks. But some women just maybe maybe, maybe they, they went, just went too big, maybe they went size. too big or whatever. But they got stretch marks due to the breast implants, and so they they did not have increased satisfaction. So. So it has to do with... That kind of corroborates the original findings of if you get breast implants, you have satisfaction linked to your confidence. Yeah, I think, you know, you you have, you got in breast implants because you think it'll help increase your body image and your look, but then you actually have a negative side effect that negates any of the yeah. confidence that you got from getting their breast implants. Now you become self-conscious about these stretch marks, and so they didn't experience that. So if you have... I, I guess it's a good outcome if you have, uh, if you have a good surgical if, outcome. If, if you have a good surgical outcome, then your sex lives are better. So women get those titties bigger. <laughs> I went the natural route to get my titties bigger. <laughs> um, and the second one was that sounds like I got fat. Let me clarify. Breastfeeding has made my boobs bigger. There <laughs> yeah. we go. I didn't get fat to make cheeseburgers my titties bigger. Made your titties bigger. No. No. <laughs> no. no. We, you've actually like we're gonna we're we're gonna have a show topic sometime in the in the not too far future. But we're gonna talk, we're gonna have a a topic about because we 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 both dropped a little bit of weight after a little um, bit. Uh, I've dropped like a whole person. 
So not that much. We're gonna we're we're gonna have a body image slash slash working out working or... out being fit living a healthy lifestyle episode. Yeah. Um, we don't have an exact date for when we do that, but we're gonna we have that on the docket. So we'll we'll talk more about that. But the next article I want to talk about comes from Popular Science, um, and it's that teens are more likely to get genital herpes because they aren't getting cold sores as much as they used to. So teens nowadays are more likely to get genital herpes than a generation before. So I didn't read this article. I assume you did, obviously. Is it linked back to a change in the immune system and the immunity? Like you're not developing the – you're not being exposed to – the virus that creates yes. cold sores, and so not, you don't, you're not developing the antibodies against it. They're not it. exactly sure, but um, children just aren't getting cold sores the way that they used to, mm-hmm. and so they're not getting that herp that strain of herpes, which will help you develop antibodies against. Yeah, I mean, herpes other... simplex virus is there's multiple different versions of herpes simplex yeah. virus, and it's it's cold sores are typically. Um, I'm looking at the article right now, and cold sores are. Um, HSV one mm-hmm. and genital herpes is HSV two, but antibodies that you get from having HSV one will help help you. It, you're not guaranteed to not get the genital herpes HSV two strain, but it's it is it helps. Mm-hmm. And so they're not exactly sure why children are getting cold sores less. They're they speculated that it's due to just and just better hygiene and better hygienic practices but Mm. um and also an increase in the oral sex rate for teens so 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 it's kind of herpes increase you're not getting cold sores when you're younger and then you're eating out that pussy and at a younger age (laughs) so you're you're transmitting and so that's kind of we got to get that on lockdown for our kid no pussy while in high school (laughs) no um but yeah, that was just kind of fascinating. That that's kind of scary. That 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 means then the the genital herpes, the rate of genital herpes is increasing. Then, or like the the number of people in the population then would with genital herpes would therefore be increasing. Yeah. So here's here's the interesting. Here's right from the article. Compared to teens in 1976 to 1980, teens in 2005 to 2010 were 29 percent less likely to have HSV one. So the okay. cold server. So 29 versus so that four-year period from 1976 to 1980 the nowadays or at least from 2005 2010 there was a 30% drop in, in cold, cold sores. sores and so that's just interesting in, in and of itself yeah. and then that's leading to increased genital herpes and then did it say how, how the increase in genital herpes rates um, in the article i'd just be curious to know how many more people are coming down then with genital herpes, especially in their teens. That's devastating. If you come down with genital herpes in your teens, I mean, there's drugs to keep it at bay and keep you from having flare-ups, but once you have it, I mean, it's a virus, you, you're you stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, no, no, I don't, I, I don't think so, to answer your... The article doesn't say what the to, to herpes your, rate increase is. Okay. Yeah, to answer your question, um... Well, that'd be an interesting statistic to know, so it's unfortunate that it's not included in the article. And so yeah, that that's just that's just interesting, and you know that's sexual sexual health is something that everybody in the swinging community needs to be cognizant mm-hmm. of. Yeah, I mean, I, we did that whole episode about uh, different barrier protections. So parents out there, let your kids drink from your drink from your pop glass and stuff. Don't because um, it's it's funny. That's what the like, article like talks about. Like kids are, you know, that's they're how it's sharing as that's much how with it's their parents. I guess they're. It's just they just mentioned that it's. That kids are getting um, cold sores just less, and they speculate because it's better hygienic practices. But they, but they, the ways that they mention that, you know, it's most it sounds common, really speculative. Yeah, it, it it didn't seem to be the methodological um, um, findings, or you know, the the methodology was a little, it wasn't spelled out. But also, I guess I could take the the work. I'm just reading from the popular science article. I could have yeah, gone back to the actual, yeah. the actual the original um, research. research article. And so, what do they say here? They say, they say that. Um, let's see here. So, children 
often get um, HSB-1 from skin-to-skin contact with infected adults, kisses, sharing drinks, and other normal interactions past the virus to the children and give them occasional cold sores. And well, I mean, I I can't speak to the about hygiene in the '90s, but I know hygiene now. Um, well, I guess I could speak about hygiene in the '90s. I was alive in the '90s, but I mean, hygiene now is a lot. People are a lot more strict about it. I mean, there's there's alcohol wipes everywhere. When you go into the grocery store, there's alcohol wipes. I mean, that stuff didn't exist even yeah. in the '90s. It didn't exist. But, so, but even you what can, they you can here, wonder if it's getting if it would even get worse. The article specifically mentions kisses and sharing drinks and other normal interactions. I don't think that that's that stuff's really, really speculative. I don't think that, how, that stuff's really decreased for yeah, children. Yeah, how can you say that? I don't, I don't know. But so that's but regardless of all that, the the facts are children are getting cold sores less, and it's leading to an increase in in genital herpes later But we on. don't know by how much. Um, so that's just a couple, Interest, couple interesting, interesting things. Yep. So we are going to end the episode on a fun segment of Mary Fuck Blow. Indeed. Mary Boff Kill. Beyonce, Paula Abdul, and Oprah. Dude, that's beyond easy. Boff Beyonce, Kill Paula, Mary Oprah. So we decided to stick to uh actors or actresses in movies that are currently in the theater so that way we could try and pick people that the listeners might be familiar with so cal my three people for you are sandra bullock she's currently in gravity and then kat dennings in thor and also um ah crap i forgot her name the other chicken thor oh natalie portman. natalie portman yeah in thor so those are your three Alright, so let's see here. Mary fuck blow. So Sandra Bullock, Kat Dennings, and Natalie Portman. Yep, and I think that's kind of a range of women. You know, they've got different looks and different personalities. Alright, I, I I got this one. Okay. So Kat Dennings can blow me. <laughs> because I don't think she's that attractive. I think a lot of people do. Like, I mean, she has that show Two Boat Girls on mm-hmm. NBC, I believe. And I've heard that it's very a very raunchy comedy. Um, I could see that. Just given – I, I kind of get her – I think that her personality and the character that she plays in Thor it probably is probably the same as the character she plays in Two Boat Girls where she's kind of kind of raunchy, very comical, but she, off the cuff. She has, she has decent DSLs. Yeah, and I don't find her that attractive. So she Dick can sucking lips. She can just have her, you know. She, I'll I'll let her blow me. Okay. Um. And I would fuck Natalie Portman. She's she's the hottest out of the three, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And really, you'd marry Sandra Bullock? I feel like she'd be annoying. I don't know. I get that. Well, I guess actually, I now that I think about it, and she's a, a a pretty good deal amount older than I am, I guess. But I like older women. But you I actually do. don't. I don't find Sandra Bullock all that attractive. So I guess if you're strictly thinking, I mean, I guess the way you have to approach these Mary fuck blows is, you know, who's who do I want to have the good fuck with? And I mean, I guess really what you should think about is who do I want to have the good fuck with for the rest of my life? So the, mm-hmm. the but yeah, and then the, then your default ends up being well, then I'll fuck but the I'm, other person. But I'm thinking I'll marry. who's going to be the good fuck? I, I I'd rather um, have the awesome sex with Natalie Portman. But I mean, I guess then I'm... who's to say that you can't have that and be married to her though? Like you're assuming that the fuck is the awesome sex and then the marry is just no, the so-so sex? I guess. I mean, because no. Making for some now, good radio here. Now I'm like, now I'm like rethinking everything. I actually, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some audibles. I'm gonna rethink everything. I'm gonna let Sandra Bullock blow me, and I'll fuck Cat Dennings doggy style. <laughs> you don't have to look at her. And Mary so much Na- for the DSLs. And Mary Natalie Portman. Okay. Cal out. <laughs> All right. Decision made. Drop the mic. Walk away. So that's that's my decision. Cause yeah. Um, so my three are all from the same movie. So there is the movie The Counselor that is out, the mm-hmm. Ridley Scott movie that Which we haven't seen. We haven't seen. I want to see, but it hasn't gotten no, great. No, it's getting it, horrible. It, it has reviews. not gotten good reviews. But I'm intrigued by the trailers. I do. I don't know what it's about at all. I know it's got other than what you see in the trailers. It, yeah, but even the trailers don't give away yeah. the storyline. But it's got Cameron Diaz. And she's not one of your... Okay, I was going to say, why did you put a woman on my thing? I was thing? just like, listing You're the... throwing me for a loop here. I was just listing some of the people in it. I, I, I mean, I guess since I'm going to list three of the men that are in it. Um, so, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Javier Bardem. Okay. And Michael Fassbender. Oh. Oh, this is a tough one. Michael Fassbender is not that attractive to me, and I think of him in his role in Shame and his role in Prometheus, both of which are not turn-ons to me at all, especially Prometheus because he's that android. That's, that's he's so androgynous. I actually thought you were going to – I no. thought like, so, his, his role in X-Men First Class, I think he's like plays like a – I still don't find him attractive, okay. though. His, his face doesn't do it I for me. I actually thought you did. Nope. So Michael Fassbender can eat me out. <laughs> then I don't have to deal with him. Okay. Then I would say, uh, I guess, fuck Javier Bardem, and then I would marry Brad Pitt. But not if he wanted me to adopt a million kids, because I'd rather <laughs> have my own. But yeah, so. So what position is the fuck? Any position? For Javier? Uh, reverse cowgirl. Reverse cowgirl. Yep. You want to do the work? Well, then I can go until I'm done and then just end it. <laughs> <laughs> Be a little selfish about it. So that's that's my three. All right. Well, I guess that that's it. All right, JB, take us home. Okay, so email us, send us your thoughts, comments, call us out on our shit. You can find us at uh, swingingaround at gmail.com, no G at the end of swinging. We are on Twitter, we're swinging around. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and all those other places, which hopefully you know that because you're listening to us. But also use those forums and rate us. We'd love to get your ratings and your feedback through iTunes. Also, you can like us on Facebook. And our new edition, you can send us an email. Or, of course you can. That's not new. The new edition is to leave us a voicemail at 415-7-SWING-7. We'd love to hear your sexy voices. All right, everyone. Stay sexy and stay swinging. Out.